Wednesday, hump day, the 31st of March, 2021. Happy birthday to my baby sister, Haley. She is turning me today. And um, I, yeah, I, I'm not going to say because, you know, that's an impolite thing to do to a lady. But she is my sister, so she's really old. Um, <laughs> got a teaser. So, no, I uh, love you. Love you much, Haley. Have no idea if you're listening, but, uh, um, uh, you know, happy that you're here and with us and healthy. Um, you know, given this last year, there's, you know, 550,000 families or friends that, that are missing people this year because of COVID and, uh, and we feel for them. And I'm just, uh, grateful that, uh, you're still with us as, as is the rest of our family. So happy birthday to you. We love you. And, uh, hope you have a wonderful day. Um, I'm Todd Brinker. This is back from the brink. And Erin uh, will be joining us momentarily. When she joins us, I will give you the answer to our trivia question from the radio show. The question was, what is the first animated film to win a Best Picture Oscar? The first animated film to win a Best Picture Oscar. Um, and so, uh, without looking it up, because that's just too easy, come on. Rack your brains. Think about what you think it might be. And uh, we'll tell you in a couple minutes. So uh, thanks for joining us. So um, we were talking about the Apple Worldwide Developers Conference and how they have kind of switched from uh, in-person meetings to online uh, meetings. And um, I'm wondering how that's going to, you know, if they're going to continue to do that. I mean, in the past, they limited the number of tickets. I mean, they, they charged for tickets, and that was to cover, you know, cost of, of uh, renting the hall and, and, you know, food for everybody. But they limited the number of tickets to whatever they could hold in the hall. And so you'd pay 1500 bucks and you'd go, and you'd go to as many, you know, breakout sessions as you could. And, and this year, all of the events offerings will be free for anybody who has an Apple developer's account. And that costs you, I think, $99 a year. So you can register and sign up for an Apple developer account. And then you can basically go and sit in and listen to anything live. And if you miss something, they post the recorded sessions on the Apple developer's website as well. So you can then just go look at the recorded sessions later, which is pretty cool. Pretty cool. So... um it's interesting because, you know, at this, at these types, uh, are traditionally at the Worldwide Developers Conference, they talk about operating systems. Occasionally, they will announce some new hardware. Um, and if they do, it's usually stuff that is pro-oriented. So we'll see if they're going to do that. It remains to be seen with the uh, <clears throat> transition to um, the Mac Silicone, the M1, M- M1 chips and, and any subsequent chips as to what they're going to do with pro stuff. Oh, here's Aaron. Hello there. Hello, hello. So I was still talking about the Mac developers, or the Apple developers conference a little bit, just sharing that, you know, they um, usually talk about operating system updates and things that would affect developers and how you develop software and new functions that are going to be added to the operating systems. Um, but they're in the middle of a transition from Intel chips to M1 chips. And so um, they do occasionally 
release hardware at this conference, too. Um, usually it would be something that would be targeted towards uh, professional users. And so the uh, what remains to be seen is, you know, I mean, up until just recently, Apple sort of set aside, hey, here's the Pro things. And the Pro things, like the, the iMac Pro, uh, came in a dark gunmetal gray as opposed to the brushed aluminum kind of silvery color. Uh, and the newer Mac, the the Intel Mac Mini, when they re-released the most recent one of those in 2018, came in that darker gray, and they increased the minimum uh, capabilities of it so that it was considered sort of like a pro server type of device as opposed to just a, a cheap entry into the Apple ecosystem. Um, but the new M1 stuff all has come out in that silver color, so it remains to be seen whether or not they're going to have like a pro line of M1 chips and if those will be in the darker gray or if they're abandoning that design ethos, you know, of using the darker gray for the pro things. Um, so, yeah, we just don't know because they haven't released a bunch of stuff. But you can count on the fact that they will introduce uh, a new Mac OS, iPad OS, iOS, Watch OS, and TV OS. And, by the way, this year, because it's online, and I think last year too, all of the events offerings will be free to anyone who has an Apple developer's account. So for that... $99 a year, you can sign in and, and be part of live any of the breakout sessions or, you know, so if you're, you know, even a casual developer, you can listen to uh, uh, or participate in any of that stuff and, and, and perhaps even get some, some questions answered. So. Cool. Yeah. I, th I think the way that works is you, you can type into the, uh, a, a text into the, uh, box and they've got somebody monitoring that and they'll pull questions out of there for them the speakers and so the speakers will you know answer questions live so you can actually ask a question of an apple developer and say how come when i do this it doesn't do what i expect it does this instead and they can explain that oh cool that is cool yeah yeah so are you gonna go um i will sit in on some things yeah absolutely um you know, go is is not quite the word anymore, though, is it? Yeah, <laughs> I will stay a, and participate. A phrase, yeah, yes, I, I will. I mean. Yes, I absolutely knew what you meant. Yeah, yes, I will stay home and participate. But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I've got my developer's account, and uh, yeah, you know, I, I I think around with it. I've got some ideas for things that I've never really followed through with in any big way. So it'll be interesting to uh, to uh, see what they got, see what's what. I think we should so, do our trivia. Yeah, so the answer to our trivia question. So the question was, what was the first animated film to win a Best Picture Award, Academy Award? Can I guess? And, yes, I was going to suggest. What, what do you think it was? Snow White. I would have guessed like Snow White or Fantasia, but it was actually much later than either of those. It was Shrek. Seriously? Yeah. Huh. The original Shrek movie won Best Picture, and it was the first animated film to do so. It was a good movie. It was. It was. It was one of those that, um, and it's, you know, outside the Disney purview and outside the um, the uh, uh, Pixar world, Shrek was done by DreamWorks. And it was one of those that they did, they, they walked that fine line that, you know, children could watch it and laugh and be funny, but there was enough like adult humor in there too that parents could watch it and be entertained and it would be funny 
you know, and that's it. Sometimes that's not well pulled off. Sometimes, you know, parents go to, to an animated film and it just bores them to tears and the kids love it. Um, and then there are some animated films that are clearly designed for adults that you don't want to take your kid to. Um, you know, uh, one that successfully walks that line and, and works for everybody is a gem. And, and Shrek was definitely that. You know, yes. Michael Myers' humor as Shrek himself and Eddie Murphy as Oh, and Eddie Murphy. Was awesome. Yeah, Eddie Murphy's donkey is one of my favorite animated characters of all time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you're like a parfait. It's got layers. <laughs> yeah. You wonder how much of that was written and how much of that was uh, ad-libbed as they were doing it, you know? Um, yes. You know, some of that, I, I imagine a lot of it was written and just had to be delivered, but, uh, um, you know, that's what comedians do, right? They, they, they do, most comedians don't just get up on stage and ad-lib it. They, they've written it, but they, they deliver it like it's just coming out of their head. Right, which yes. is yes. That's what the only makes one who the, I think. Sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're gonna say the one who who actually just ad libbed it. I think it was you're gonna Robin say Robin Williams. Williams. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there are a few who just just wing it. You know that they just they went out there and went bizarro. And you know Robin Williams was that way. An earlier generation with Jonathan Winters sort of did that as well. Yeah. Um, you know there are a few, and and the comedians know who they are, and most of them sit there and look at them in awe and go, "How do they do that?" You know, yeah. he could get up there on that stage and do a different act, you know, every 20 minutes and it would still be funny. You know, they're just weird, funny people. Um, but most of you them spend quite it? a bit of time. Yeah. Well, I know how Robin Williams did it. <laughs> Copious amounts of cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not that he wasn't funny when he wasn't high. Cause I think he started out being funny and not high, but somewhere in the middle, yes. he got really high. <laughs> yeah. And stayed that way for a decade or two. Um, yeah. Funny guy, funny guy. I really enjoyed Robin Williams as an actor, too. When he played straight roles, um, or even kind of little off-kilter roles, I just, you know, I mean, like, you know, he played the psychologist at Goodwill Hunting, and he did such a good job. Um, you know, he was the English teacher at the boys' school in, um, what was that movie? Uh can't remember now but uh, he played the doctor in with Robert De Niro in um, uh, Awakening and uh, I mean he did a lot of good roles that were not necessarily comedic roles and he did them with a lot of heart and he was just he was a good actor as well as you know being that bizarro comedian guy um, and so yeah he's missed he's missed by the way too I think I, I stuck it in as we went to commercial I did check we were talking about Fonda's and Peter Fonda has passed he died in 2019 so oh. yeah how old was he uh, I don't recall I don't recall I don't have it here in front of me hold on I, I've got the Bridget Fonda page still up so I can quickly click on her parents and he w died at 79 in 2019 ah uh, because I know I think Jane Fonda um Babes in formaldehyde because she has a, you know, she looks amazing mm -hmm. for somebody who's north of eighty. Yeah, she's eighty-three. Well, she's had work done and she's admitted that. Oh. But yeah, she looks. Oh, of course. You know, but she was the member. She she did all those those exercise videos for years, and apparently that's part of her regular routine. Is even at eighty-three, she gets up and does exercises, and you know, and she's three years older than her younger brother Peter. So. Um, yes, 
so you know, I, she's either she's either bathing in formaldehyde or she's like Melisandre and she takes off the necklace and she's an old woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that, that could be it. That could be it. She and Cher. Yeah, yeah, no kidding, no kidding. It's funny how some people's genes, like you know, um, I saw something the other day that had uh, Cindy Crawford in it, and she's you know closer to our ages, but or my age, not yours, because you're a youngin. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, yeah, you look at her and she's, she, you can tell she's a little older, but I mean, it's like, holy crud. Well, yeah, but <laughs> she know? was gorgeous to begin with. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, I mean, Jane Fonda was a pretty good looker too, though, you know? That's true. It's true. You know? I mean, we she's were, Tobin and I recently watched a Still movie is? that was in Italian with Sophia Loren. Um, oh, that she yeah. just recently made. And talk about a, a, a beauty of the ages, even is it, it, at her age now. And I, I, she's got to be north of 80, um, uh, she's still, you know, have, have she's more handsome than beautiful now, but she's still stunning, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she was a very. She's eighty six. Sophia yeah. Loren, and uh, and still kicking. Now she's the one who's become a real uh, vocal animal rights activist, I believe, right? Oh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. She and Doris Day. I, and I don't know if Doris Day has passed away. I think she has, actually. I think she Doris, has, yeah. Doris Day was a massive animal rights activist. Yeah. It's funny. I see Sophia Loren, and I think of that very famous photo where she's, like, like, like looking down her nose and sideways, side-eyeing at, um, uh, um, uh, what's her name? Um, crud. Uh, Jane Mansfield. They were sitting at a table at some some dinner, and Jane Mansfield's wearing this really low cut dress, and and somebody snapped a picture just as Sophia Loren kind of like she has this look on her face like holy you know like oh yeah, and and she's kind of it's, and it's, it's this almost look of disgust, and she's like kind of looking down at her chest, giving her this side eye like, you know, and of course Mansfield's smiling at the at the. Um, at the camera so she doesn't see Loren sort of to her side and behind her uh you know and they were at some dinner or something uh it was at a Beverly Hills party and uh yeah it was funny <laughs> and Loren has confirmed she says yes I was thinking exactly what it looked like I'm thinking <laughs> had a body i mean she yeah you know and didn't and didn't dress sleazy right you know she wasn't yeah jane's Man, jane mansfield was over the top uh, oh yeah jane mansfield was falling out of her clothes most of the time um yes. and uh but uh yeah that that uh that photo is like the classic image of side eye you know it's like <laughs> yeah it's pretty funny Pretty funny. I don't know. You, have you seen it? Do you know which one I'm talking about? Yeah, I know exactly which one you're talking about. Yeah. I know I know I exactly just... which one you're talking about. Yeah. It's a pretty famous photo, and it's and it's like, yeah. <laughs> I just love that she responded. She goes, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what I was thinking. You know? Like, <laughs> you look at her, and you go like, holy moly. Can you believe this woman? It's like, this is who you sent me next to. <laughs> yeah yeah well, no it's it funny because i flipped through some old pictures of her and 
this was a time when women had uh, were curvier, right? So she mm-hmm. she's got you know big shoulders, big bust, big hips, and this teeny tiny little waist. <laughs> yes, but we're in we're yeah. in another phase where I mean it's we, you don't see I, I don't know about runway models because I don't pay attention yeah. to that, but you know you think Different about the world. women who are who are at the top of their game right now, and they're pretty curvy. You know they yeah have hips and butts and you know. Mm-hmm. And boobs. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're right. Yeah, they're, they're, we've gone away from the the waif that heroin chic look, right? Um, yes, back thank to God. Uh, a little bit more athletic and healthy look. Um, which, uh, yeah, exactly. Thank God. You know, I was just uh, I think that was sending really bad images to people, but uh, or bad messages, I should say. Yeah. Uh, to people as to what is considered beauty and health, um, sort of that. You know, 60s and 70s was kind of a little, the models were a little scary looking, very emaciated. And we saw the the fallout of, of massive, uh, you know, eating disorders after yes. that. So Yes. And there is, I think, still some of that, depending on the designer and what look they want for their models. But, um, yeah. uh, you know, I, you know, if you look at the rest of popular culture, at least in the United States, um, you know, the people who are who are considered at the top of their game. Um, are uh, are curvy, you know. Yeah, yeah. Nope, no doubt about it, and that's not a bad thing, you know. No. Nope. Be healthy. Be, um, you know, I like the idea of people who are modeling and supposed to be representing our our ideal of beauty, um, you know, having an, a somewhat athletic physique. I mean, even if they're not athletic, at least look at, you know, get the idea of, of what a healthy uh, you know, well-fed person. You should not look like somebody who's who's trying to find their next meal. Um, <laughs> you know that that's just not good at all. Not good at all. So, oh wow, I was just checking to see like our 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 little uh, docket here of things to talk about because there's a lot in there today. Um, you know, there's like nine different things to talk about. And you know what? We covered them all. <clears throat> yeah. Of course, three oh. of them were UCLA, USC. Are you all right? Yes, so my cat is trying to get my attention, and he's knocking things down off the table. And I had a water bottle that he knocked down off the table because, well, he's a cat. Yeah, it's in my way, smack. You're not <laughs> you paying attention to me, smack. I'm yeah, right here yeah. Every, every, everybody who's had a cat knows that the cat will not accidentally knock something down. Will look at you and then purposely knock it down to see what you're going to do about it because you're not doing what they want you to do. <laughs> yeah again who is the owner and who is the yeah. uh, who is the pet it's like the cat looks at you have i not trained you it is time to feed me <laughs> you shall get some negative feedback right now until you learn to behave well human and, and being. it worked i just fed him you human <laughs> <laughs> you crazy human don't you know crazy, crazy. supposed to feed me so um so the Archbishop has denied uh, this wedding claim by by Meghan and Harry um, uh, from their from their interview. Um, they yeah. officially denied that, that he said they weren't married early. That didn't happen. Yeah. Well, they'd kind of come out and admitted that. And, and, and we remember because we talked about it. They said, why lie? Why on earth did they even lie? Why, why yes. did they say that? Because now it calls into question other stuff. Well, what else do you lie about? If you lie about something stupid, why, you know, are you lying about important things, too? Can yeah. we trust you at all? Yes. You know, and it's like, oh, I don't get people sometimes. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, so, 
the the yeah. uh, the head of the Church of England, the arch the uh, Archbishop of Canterbury, said personally said that he personally signed the wedding certificate of the Saturday wedding. I would have committed a serious criminal offense if I had signed it signed it knowing it was false, um, like so signed the one that didn't happen. Um, the Guardian notes that the pre-wedding uh, wedding that the Duke and Duchess referred to was more likely a simple exchange of vows as the venue wasn't officially registered and there weren't enough mm -hmm. witnesses to make it the real deal. You can make of that what you like, um, yeah. is what he said. Yeah, we call that a practice. You know, most people have a practice dinner because the day before the wedding they practice yes, so everybody knows where to stand. It's a rehearsal dinner. It's like, okay, fine. You did a rehearsal. So does everybody else. Who cares? Why are yes. we talking about you guys again? <laughs> you know, anything to keep the focus on them. Hey, Pfizer did a uh, a, a pre-study or a study with adolescents to see, because up to this point you have to be 18 or older to get any of the vaccines. Um, and they've done a study of adolescents and found it to be 100% effective in adolescents. And so they may open it up oh, to those those uh, slightly younger. You know, I don't know what they did, what the definition of adolescence is for the for this in this instance. You know, see if I can find out. If I oh great, nope, 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 nope. I hate that. Uh, when you click on something thinking you're going to get an article and it pops up and it's getting ready to play a video that you don't want to listen to. Oh yes, <laughs> I don't want a video. I don't want a video. Go away. So while um, you look for that. Um... Uh, I've got a story. 16 to 25. Oh, 16 to 25. Okay, okay. 16 and over and get a vaccine. That's great. Yeah. I don't That's know if it's great. been approved yet for that age, but uh, they're also doing an update. Uh, uh, they're doing studies on, you know, in different phases on any children age six months to 11 years, which scares me. What parent would say, okay, we don't know what's going to happen if you give it to a younger kid, but here, give it to mine. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that I would do that. Yeah. Although, you know, they, they believe that the risks are very small. These are, you know, little developing human beings. You know, I, I don't think I would want my child to be a guinea pig for anything at that age. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Anyway, yeah, you, you got either. something. Yes. Well, this is um, apparently when criticizing Georgia, uh, President Biden told a whopper of a lie, um, which is a... Uh, a politician lied? I can't I believe know. it. The fact checker blog gave it four Pinocchios, which is that is a whopper. Um, this is his. This was his statement. It's sick. Deciding you're going to end voting at five o'clock when people when working people are just getting off work. Uh, that was his statement, saying that you know that that's what the new Georgia law does. It doesn't. That's that didn't that, that that's just <laughs> that's just a flat out lie. Um, uh, a day later, in a statement, quote, among the outrageous parts of the new law, it ends voting hours early so working people can't cast their vote after their shift is over. Yeah. And uh, mm. you can criticize the bill all you want, but you don't don't make things up. Yeah. And so yeah. criticize the actual bill. And don't make stuff up and, and scare people. And that's all that is, is scare tactic. It's lies to get people to 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 think it's awful. And now I think he's awful for lying. You know, that's that's a manipulation of people, an obvious manipulation of people. It's so and it's such an easy thing to check, too. You know, I think more. And the sad thing is, is that a lot of news agencies aren't going to call him out on it. They'll yeah, most news. Although this is this is in not in the Daily Wire. This is in in Newser, which is I mm -hmm. which I think might be run. It's it's run by one of the major news services. And so. Right. Um, but yeah. Newser picks up stuff from everywhere else, so it's not usually its own source, right? So Exactly, exactly, which means it's probably been picked up by other major sources, I guess is my point. One would hope. 
one would hope that this will get talked about or it might get mentioned once and then go on whereas whereas you know of course the opposition news like fox will point it out multiple times they'll bring it up six weeks from now saying see he lies and it's like yes he does and that's ridiculous wow yeah yeah so yeah i said the article's posted by a news or staff person so who knows uh oh fact checker blog on the washington post is the one who did it so the post is the one who originally uh he's referring to so he wrote the article but he based it on information from the post and he credits them right up front so so um uh the trumps are launching we've talked about this a little bit the trumps are launching their own platform um right so um uh website for social media platform yes right yes um, it's it's forty five office dot com. Um, rolls uh, the right website... off the tongue. I'm sorry. Said so that rolls right off the tongue. Well, because he was he was you know the forty fifth president. So mm-hmm. the, a website for Donald and Melania Trump's personal offices has gone live, um, and uh, that is the forty five office dot com. There's a page with it with a bio of each of them and forms inviting visitors to share your thoughts request a greeting, invite the former president or his wife to an event. And um, uh, uh, so through this... Ooh, let's hold a part- luncheon and invite them and see if they come. We'll just plan a luncheon. <laughs> <laughs> just you, me, and that's it. Uh, um, I'm going to guess that the answer would be no. You never know. They might show up. <laughs> he loves California, you know. <clears throat> Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, oh, they got a picture uh, of him kissing a baby and shaking the hands of the North Korean uh, Kim Jong Un. Yeah, that I don't. And I don't. I don't get I don't like some of that. the photos they picked here. I'm not quite sure why they picked these photos. It's interesting. And I don't know why he cozies up to Kim Jong Un. Yeah, I don't, I don't, and and why he thinks that that would be something that we would look at as a positive, you know, I guess because he opened the door to North Korea. So you know, um, you know, and I don't necessarily think that like the idea that by speaking to them we've legitimized them. I don't necessarily buy that either. I mean, I think if you talk to him, you can try to at least you know communicate about what we like and don't like about what they're doing and they can do the same i think the talking is not necessarily a bad thing the idea that you don't talk to somebody because you don't like them um puts us in a weird position too so because then you end up talking through somebody else and you're never sure that it gets clearly translated you know have a giant game of telephone exactly yeah and you're like by the way i gave bad information that that uh pfizer biotech uh study is between 12 and 15 year olds Oh, it was uh, that, and it was designed to be an addendum to a previous study that had done sixteen to twenty-five year olds. So this is twelve and fifteen year olds, which makes more sense when they were saying adolescents. So, yeah, and then they have the the six month to two year old study that's also ongoing, but don't have any results from that as of yet. But for si- yeah, fi- I- twelve to fifteen year olds, one hundred percent efficacy. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. You can't get better than one hundred percent. Well, you can if you're, you know, not math literate. <laughs> Give 110%. <laughs> now go out there and win, win, win. 
drives me nuts when I hear people say things like that. <laughs> it makes you sound like a doofus. It really does. I mean, if anybody yeah, else it like, does. Hey, come on, 110%. Now, if you say you're going to turn your amps up to 11, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. but there's a context there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we had our so, amplifiers custom designed. They go to 11 <sighs> so we could be louder. <laughs> so um, Biden is apparently set to unveil an expansive $2 trillion infrastructure plan, which I'm confused. Yeah, like, go ahead and t talk about this. No, the thing that the thing that bothers me about it is is just the price tag. We just passed a nine trillion or whatever it was um, dollar trillion. stimulus, whatever debacle, yeah. boondoggle, whatever. Yeah. One point one point nine trillion was that, and that was already on top of the four trillion that the Trump people had spent on COVID. So we're like six trillion into COVID now. Yes, and uh, uh, and now we're going to spend this in, do this infrastructure plan. First of right. all, um, I it. it I've got to think that, that that there have been so many infrastructure plans that the money just seems to disappear and we don't get anywhere near the infrastructure we were promised. And so, and this yeah. is at our state level, this is at um, uh, at the national level. And so I don't believe them. I just flat out don't believe yeah. that it's good. I think it's going to be a giveaway to their, I think it's corruption. I think it's going to yeah. be a giveaway to their, uh, their donors special interests, and their yeah. people and special interests. Yeah. And Guys who own construction it. companies will get to build something somewhere and they'll be paid a lot for it because yes. they donated to the Democratic Party. Yeah, um, yeah you know, I, well, what also confuses me is the number seems to be floating around. Like like NPR says it's a $2 trillion infrastructure proposal. The New York Post reports a $4 trillion infrastructure plan. Um, I've seen, you know, like $3.8 trillion. I see numbers floating around, and they, they're all over the place. I mean, you know, four is twice what two is. That's that's even worse. That's a lot of money. You know, and if we saw it coming in terms of of uh, better electrical infrastructure so that Texas doesn't have to do without power every time there's a snowstorm, or, uh, you know, uh, rebuilding, uh, you know, major bridges and thoroughfares, how about building, act actually building a, a high-speed railway to get across the country? Um, you know, those kinds of things, if we saw that actually happening, the problem is, is that a lot of those kinds of things are multi-year um, projects that very often will extend beyond the, the limit of a president's term. And so what ends up happening is, is the next president says, no, we're not doing the Keystone Pipeline. Yes, we are doing the Keystone Pipeline. No, we're not doing it again. Yes, we are doing it again. You know, and, and, and so, you know, it almost never gets done. Or if it does get done, we've wasted, you know, literally trillions of dollars. Um, yeah, I, we need to, yeah, figure this out. And like you said, if we're going to do something, then let's at least make it something that we can all see visibly that, A, something was done and it made us better. But yes. the, 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 the dollar amounts are getting crazy. I mean, these, the, you know, at the, at the national level, we have apparently decided we can just, you know, make, make whatever we want for as much money as we want and it doesn't really matter. Inflation's coming, folks. Yeah. And, you know, and yeah. Pete Buttigieg um, floated the idea of a per mile tax. And, you know, as more and more um, uh, people have electric cars, they're not, you know, the states and the, uh, federal government aren't getting the the, num the the amount of gas taxes that they used to be. So, they're, but they're not talking about getting rid of the gas tax. They're just going to be, you know, uh, doing a, a per mile tax as well. So he floated it. It didn't go well. They pulled it back. But I'm sure that it's coming on a, on the state level and on the uh, uh, federal level. 
Mm -hmm. So you get taxed for every mile that you drive. And, and at least in, in Southern California, um, but I think lots of other places, rural communities where people don't necessarily have as much money, they have to drive into wherever to be able to work, that's going to tax them the most. You know, they're they're for them. It's it's I mean, this is a this is a regressive tax. Yeah, no, you're right. Absolutely. You know, you know if you're going to have a per mile tax, get rid of the other taxes. I mean, I understand the mm -hmm. logic, you know, because people aren't buying as much gasoline. If you're going to have a right. per mile tax, that's fine. But get rid of the gas tax. Right. So, so what are they going to do is like when you when you get your safety check or your smog check or whatever, they check your odometer and that then determines yes. what your what your uh, or they're going to put a tracking are. device in all in your car. Well, most of them already have them to know how to know what your odometer is. Yeah. 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 They so. can probably lift that from your phone. I'm sure they, well, yeah, except if you leave your phone at home. Um, yeah. Apple says, I'm sorry, that's encrypted. We can't give it to you. <laughs> and therein lies the battle. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I am fine with, uh, uh, like I said, I am fine with paying that per mile tax if they get rid of the gas tax. I am fine with higher property taxes if we get rid of the income tax in the state of California. But yeah, they don't I mean, ever just, get rid of any taxes. They just keep piling yeah, on. Just keep adding new ones on. It's like, you know, I don't care how you structure it. Just tell me what it is and I'll deal with it. But but don't keep adding, you know, saying, oh, we didn't raise taxes. You know, we didn't raise income taxes because we increased property taxes. And then the next guy comes in and says, I didn't touch the property taxes because I increased the income taxes. You know, and, right? and you know, and so that, you know, they, they play those kind of games. And uh, but they got to have some way of paying for all this stuff, you know. And it's like, great if we're actually seeing some benefit other than, you know, politicians feeling good about themselves and paying off their donors so that they can get more money next time they want to run. Yes. Um, you know? Yes. It's the way the world goes around, I guess. So, um, so have you heard about this, this brouhaha with Matt Gates or Getz? He's a, he's a, uh, uh, a no, but I'm always up for a good brouhaha. <laughs> All right. So, um, this guy is a, is a vocal Trump ally, and um, they're saying uh, a story broke that uh, that he had a relationship with an underage uh, girl, so seven, a seventeen year old, and mm -hmm. so the relationship even had them like they took a trip together. Um, and so, uh, uh, not a good look. You know, not a good look. He's saying that that never happened; that um, he is being extorted. So, um, and that, 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 and yeah, so there's a brouhaha. So the justice department since last year has been investigating whether Republican representative Matt, Matt Gates or Getz of Florida had a sexual relationship with a 17 year old investigators are examining whether, um, he violated federal sex trafficking laws and those laws make it illegal to transport someone younger than 18 across state lines to engage in sex. Um, the investigation, first reported by the New York Times, began last year when Mr. Trump was president, the people said. Senior Justice Department officials, including some Trump appointees, uh, were briefed in the summer. This is according to the Wall Street Journal. 
And he is saying, he's 38, he's saying no part of the allegations are against me are true. Um, he said that this is all part of a concerted effort to blackmail him. So Fox News later on Tuesday, on Fox News later on Tuesday, he then elaborated, said, saying that providing for flights and hotel rooms for people that you are dating who are of legal age is not a crime. So, you know, so apparently he says, you know, maybe he thought she was 18. I don't know. The, the probe is looking in part at whether Matt Gates had an inappropriate contact with this girl um, when she was 17. The Justice Department's examination of him is connected to an investigation of Joel Greenberg, a local official in Florida who court documents show was indicted in August on sex trafficking charges related to a girl between the ages of 14 and 17. Mr. Greenberg pleaded not guilty last year and is scheduled for trial in June. So, yeah. Hmm. So this is another quote by Mr. Gates. Um, Over the past several weeks, my family and I have been victims of an organized criminal extortion involving a former DOJ official seeking $25 million while threatening to smear my name. We have been cooperating with federal authorities in this matter, and my father has even been wearing a wire at the FBI's direction to catch these criminals. He's not wearing the wire now. So (laughs) crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe think of. Uh, yeah, maybe think of Roman Polanski. Although he's never denied that he had a um, an affair with the young woman, um, he says that it wasn't what they thought it was. And his big issue when he fled the United States, you know, wasn't that he was thought he was innocent. It was that they had a they he had already gone through a plea bargain and and. Uh, and told what a sentence was and and the judge had already approved the plea bargain and then the judge decided to throw it out and was going to uh uh give him a much harsher sentence than that and he went like no we had a deal and you didn't do that so i'm going to go back home to france and i'll just never come to the united states again um so you know regardless of what you think about that i was trying to see if i could find out in here but i think that the woman who was a 17 year old at the time uh Yeah, Samantha Geimer is uh, her married name now. Uh, I think <clears> she was fourteen. Was she? For, was I think she, she that was young? Thirteen or fourteen? Yeah. yeah. I've seen photos of her at the time, and you wouldn't have known that by looking at her. And I don't know that he, that, that was part of it. Was I think you know? I'm not excusing the man. I'm not excusing the man in any way, shape, or form. Um, but uh, uh, she has come out and said she doesn't see why they're still after him. But uh, yeah. Anyway. You know, that's a whole touchy area. And, uh, uh, you know, whether they look 14 or not doesn't excuse the behavior. So. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Didn't, I, I, I was one of those kids who, um, I look back at pictures of me when I'm like 11 or 12, you'd think I was 20. I was, I, I always looked uh, older than I was. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you had a conversation with me, I'm sure it was, obvious that i was 11 yeah, or 12 so be- because i was 11 it, or 12 yeah it becomes painfully obvious when you start to hold the conversation is like what is wrong oh you're, you're a child that's what yes <laughs> yes yeah yes yeah so yeah with that we are at about the end of our show for today we are the day hath 
come to an end so that the rest of the day may begin, right? Yes. Busy, busy day ahead. You got a lot to do? Absolutely. Always. Absolutely always. Well, I've got a lot to do, too, so why don't we get on with it then. Thank you all so much for joining us today. This has been Back from the Brink. I'm Todd Brinker. I'm Aaron Brinker. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank <laughs> you.